Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we're uh, sad to see them go, but we're really happy for one last time this week to be joined by our two uh, Roadhouse-loving friends, uh, Thomas Fisher. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing great. And uh, Cooper Poles. How are you doing, Cooper? Best night of my life. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I feel a lot of pressure now. I don't um, believe you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let me put it this way. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's a good night, but that you that you you're destined for bigger and better things. Um, this is uh, this night is minute one eleven of Roadhouse. Uh, this minute starts with Dalton and Doc getting it on in the water. And it ends with uh, second assistant director Michael Allen Kane. So we're gonna we're gonna get to some credits. We're gonna start rolling the credits in this minute. And I've got a couple of questions once we start doing that. But Marcy, I guess we have to get back to what you were claiming before, which is that that this uh, makeout session is not going to lead to sex. <laughs> Defend your position. <laughs> I don't know that I can. Maybe a snapping turtle comes along. <laughs> part of the parts. <laughs> Yikes. It doesn't even have to be so dramatic. It's gritty. I'm telling you, it's gritty in the it's water. Gritty. That's yeah. no good. How do we how do we like the whole like disappearing under the water move? It's unclear what the what the plan is. Are they gonna stay underwater? Yeah. Are they gonna come out of the water? It doesn't seem like a like a like a sustainable solution. They activate their gills. <laughs> Yikes! I, you know that kind of water reminds me of like leeches. Like it's like oh, all you of no, there's leeches in there. Like in Stand by sudden, Me. Yikes! You're, you're you're touching something soft, and you're not quite sure what it is. Well, Marcy, phrasing. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um, this, this, the whole plan was poorly conceived. Are there yeah. any other movies besides Stand by Me that have good scene, good leeches scenes? There is a. Did you guys ever see the King Kong movie from like 2006? Maybe with the Jack Peter Black. Jackson one. Peter Jackson. Oh God, I, I hated that movie so much. There's a there's a horrifying scene, especially if you are a young adolescent watching a movie for the first time that you do not expect to be a horror movie. There's a horrifying scene where there are these like larger than life insects that come out and like attack the crew. And I know them. that's where they're like falling, like through the vines in the jungle. Yeah. It's they're at the bottom of a ravine and there's oh, yeah. like massively sized crickets and these big leeches that attack these people and eat them alive. It's horrifying. Cooper, are you uh, saying you watched that when you were a teenager? Uh, a young teenager. Yeah. God, I feel so old now. God, 2006 okay. for me, I was not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> that movie oh my god you know peter jackson apparently like king kong was the movie that peter jackson had like lived his whole life to want to make wow apparently that was, that was like his dream come true was to make king kong and so for him that's like his mount that's his magnum opus was wow. it a terrible movie no uh what do you think cooper give us your 60 second review of peter jackson's king kong 2006 i I thought it was actually very good. As I said, the aforementioned horrifying scene, I did not appreciate getting dropped on me. It's it's very scary, or it was at the time. I don't know if the CGI holds up. Um, I will watch anything with Jack Black. I think he has a magnetism and charisma that few actors possess, and I think he saves the movie. I So my review of that movie, I would say it's it's a solid entry in the franchise, 
It's the kind of King Kong that is made by someone who has made like $3 billion of movies so far and who no one can say no to anymore. Mm-hmm. So like maybe someone should have come up to him and be like, hey, Pete, you know, like lose the leeches because um, they don't really relate to the rest of the movie. Um, but clearly, clearly no one was on set telling Peter Jackson that he couldn't do anything. <laughs> it wasn't as good as that one that came out in the last five, five to 10 years. I can't remember exactly. Oh, uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I thought that I didn't, I did not see that one either. Although Marcy and I were locked for seemingly aren't like a week's worth of our lives in the waiting area for the Kong Skull Island ride at Universal Studios. Do you remember that Marcy? Uh, How could I forget that? Oh my God. Terrible. They had us in one of those lines, you know, like cattle, like what they do at an amusement park. Mm -hmm. But the room that you got, we got stuck in for the longest period of time. They had like, I mean, A, this was sort of, there's some questionable cultural decisions here. They had this person who was sort of like a witch doctor. Mm -hmm. And like every 90 seconds, seemingly, you would be like this horrible voiceover where they would just tell you all the horrible things that they were going to do to you. It was an animatronic person, yes, not it a was real an, one. And yes, Marcy, thank you. It was a real witch doctor. It wasn't doctor. a real witch doctor. <laughs> was, what a horrible job that would be sitting there for 12 <laughs> hours delivering the same speech over and over again. Oh my. Um, but yeah, like, and there was no break. Like, I did want to kill myself at part of that. If terrible. they had done it every five minutes, even, it yeah. would have been tolerable. But this was, oh my God. It was real bad. Kong Skull Island. I, I, I skipped Kong Skull Island and went directly to Kong versus Godzilla. And I recommend this watch order to everyone. Just go Kong, <laughs> oh. go to a drive-in and watch Kong versus Godzilla there. Is this I like did the- that with my kids and I was in the back seat and I watched maybe 10 minutes of the movie, fell, asleep, fell asleep, woke up at the end of the movie. And I had no idea what that movie was about, but the kids had a good time. Marcy well, has the a clue is in the title. Marcy has a spoil it, <laughs> Marcy has a special talent for earning family time while sleeping during the things that we all watch as a family. <laughs> oh, I'm just resting my eyes. That's what my mom said too, and yeah. she was also all moms we do watching. that, by the way, <laughs> for sure. So, I think the reason why we're off on such a tangent is that there's really not a whole lot left before we get to the credits. So, let me ask you all. I did threaten you with having to do crowd surfing for one last time do you want to do crowd surfing now and then we'll talk about the credits yeah great. let's do a little crowd surfing and like i said i know i sprung this so thomas and cooper i know i've sprung this on you like 40 minutes ago so um if if you're not ready and you want to pass that's fine uh, but just to remind our listeners because we really haven't been able to do this for a while um crowd surfing is the much loved somewhat reviled segment where we pick an extra out of the crowd um, that we particularly enjoy and and talk about why. Uh, so who would like to go first? Marcy, you want to go first? Show us how it's done? Sure. Um, I'm picking the man in the white shirt that's on the left-hand side. And um, I'll just run a little oh. tape here. <laughs> I, like, I like his arm movements. Marcy, do you, know what, do you know what he's doing? He's He's doing the Shrek dance. Yeah. Isn't he? I don't know. I've been trying to do this dance for like 10 years now and I can't do it. There's a there's a dance that they do at the beginning of Shrek 2. It's Maybe. the big the big bad wolf that does this dance once Shrek and Fiona and Donkey leave their hovel. 
Roger, just, you it's, do it's it. It's not that hard. You just have to go like this, Marcy. Now yeah. you try. You try this, Marcy. No, do it I again. Can't. No, you can't because it looks like There's you're no busy. Risk. It no looks risk. like you're Take Marcy. Out of it. You look like you're. You look like you're, screw, you're screwing in curtain rods. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I was thinking. I was thinking Batman on a on a on a. Uh, uh, on like a bike with those tall handlebars. Oh yeah, like a <laughs> this is and you're Marcy like riding a chopper. It's a chopper. A chopper. It's a chopper, baby. Yeah, well, but that that's a good pick. That that I think I enjoy yeah. that quite a bit. I went out to um, see some live music at the barn, which I think Cooper, you mentioned that one of your friends was playing up Love there. Love the barn. Yeah. So I went out one night, and it was a night where there was a band that was kind of like this Jeff Healy band. It was just kind of like. I don't know. I'd put it as old people rock. And um, I was sitting up on the top balcony and people started dancing. And it was so fun to watch these people dance because there's some that either just have like a style about them. And there was this one dude where like his whole thing was like these up, like hands up in the air the whole time. He was, of course, had more rhythm than I'm showing you right now, but it was a lot of fun. Don't so. sell yourself short, Marcy. After doing Just Dance for the last year, you've got a lot more rhythm. It's been Just, helpful. You, you, you lack wrist control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Who'd like to go next? All right, so I've got somebody in almost the same scene. Okay. So if you just, just pan your eyes to the right, you will see what appears to be Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I know who you're and, talking about. And and what's that he's wearing? Is it a bow tie? It is not a bow tie. It is a, a, like a tie tied into a bow, like a package. What? <laughs> you're saying yes. he took a necktie and tied it into a bow tie? I don't know that this is a your 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 typical necktie. I think this is a tie that's designed to be worn like this. It's like an old timey kind of yeah. Kind of look. Oh, I know what you it mean. Is, that is a weird looking look. And the Patrick it, Bateman. So Marcy, he's making an American Psycho reference. Okay. Christian Bale from American Psycho. Is his hair supposed to be slightly pompadoured, like with the slick? It, it looks slick. It's something. It's got a lot of product in it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, this guy is a mixture of, like, uh, first Doctor Who plus Rockabilly plus mm. Patrick Bateman. Patrick. And those are choices that I did not think would be combined in yeah. a single person, much less in a uh, dance scene. Cooper, how about you? Who did you pick? I think we're talking about so I'm looking at the same person, Thomas, and and I thought he looked a lot like I thought he was Patrick Swayze at first in the scene. And I was <laughs> like, wait a minute, who is this person that he's dancing with? That's not Doc. And I thought that was odd. Um, but since you picked him, I will pick his dance partner who is rocking the rare but very, very special bleached blonde lady mullet. Um <laughs> for some reason stopped happening after 1987, but it's I think really we know why it stopped that. happening. Yeah. Here's the hideous. Here's the third picture that comes up when you search for Patrick Bateman. But you can see the hair. It's the same yeah. hair. For yeah. sure. Why does he have an axe? Does you gotta watch know the this? movie. Because he's really a, worth a while. I mean, everybody knows you can sort of tell from the title of the movie. He's a serial killer. It says Sexypedia. Is that the title <laughs> of the movie? No, uh, no, Marcy, but you've gone to another website. See that? Uh, don't click that link. Yeah, Marcy, I don't think the you fishing. want that in your browser history. 
Well, the firewall would protect me, right? Uh, I don't know. You're, I, our family is depending a lot on you becoming full-time in a couple of months. Let's oh, not do a, anything to jeopardize that. It's from American Psycho. Yes. That's mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie. No, I don't think it's your kind of movie. I really don't. Well, so uh, Thomas and Cooper, I, I'm happy to say, uh, as has often happened in the past, you have, you have each separately picked the two people that I picked. And I don't know that I have too much more to add to that. Um, I'll just just mention anything that I had in my notes that didn't come up. So one thing about Patrick, we'll just call him Patrick now. Um, he is like singing this song full throat. Like he is rocking out to this song. So uh, you may not like this song, Thomas, but he does. Like he is, he is singing the heck out of this song. And uh, his, the person he's dancing with is like super into him. Uh, so I have down in here my notes here. Like if if these two were not a couple when they came to set, I think there's a pretty safe bet that maybe they got into cahoots at the end of the day. They seem to be enjoying each other's company quite a lot. It's good acting, is what it is. Well, they're but they're, ex, they're extras though, and and not they're giving long. it. The, there are no small parts. No, yeah. there yeah, there are no small parts. Only small act. No wait. <laughs> there are you know you're right. There are no, there are no small parts. Yeah. Yeah, they're there just, you go. They're, 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 I don't I know. Do I, I, I feel weird about them, about the, this this idea that they like each other now that I've kind of imagined one of them as a serial killer. That that like mm-hmm. that turns dark. Won't end well. Well, maybe, but maybe she's she's got a dark past too. So Cooper, I really appreciate what you said about her bleach blonde mullet. I feel like the the iconic bleach blonde female mullet is Brigitte Nielsen in Beverly Hills Cop Two. She plays one of the villains. Um, it's it's more of like a platinum blonde mullet, um, but it's still fantastic. And she looks a lot like this. Huh. I did not. I I have not seen that movie, but oh really? It's good. It's 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 a very good entry in the Beverly Hills Cop franchise. Okay. As far as the credits go, so. So, Marcy, we've got four minutes of credits, and don't you worry. I've got lots of things planned for us for the next four minutes. Um, I've got a couple of notes here, but does anybody have anything specific that they want to make sure that we talk about the credits in this movie? Yes, Mr. Poles? You really don't have to raise your hand. I would like to point out two separate um, points that I have about this particular aspect of the movie. The first is that uh, if you watch the cast roll uh, and you go about, uh, I don't know, 10 names down, Pat McGurn is a character who is played by the actor John Doe. Yeah. Which seems suspicious to me. No, it's it's not actually. Do you know who John Doe is? I don't. Okay, so we've talked about him because we've actually done sort of a medium to deep dive into all of the main actors in this movie. John Doe, Thomas, have you ever heard of John Doe? Uh, I have not. Okay, so what what you two have just told us is that you don't like punk music. Because apparently, John Doe is the lead singer of a very famous punk rock band called X. Um, And so, in the same way that a lot of people, when they watch this movie, recognize Terry Funk, because he's a legendary professional wrestler, um, a lot of people recognize John Doe, because he's like, oh, he's that guy from X. Um, no, that I mean, obviously, that's not his real name, um, but that is his real stage. That is his real musician name. Wow. Huh. So that's that's who John Doe is. Uh, before we get to him, I did just want to point out, I enjoy the fact that Sunshine Parker gets his name in scare quotes. 
Uh, we yeah. like Sunshine Parker a lot. He plays Ooh, Emmett Sunshine the farmer. Parker. He's um, Emmett the yeah. He's Emmett the, the guy that owns a barn. Oh. Uh, uh, did you ever watch the movie Tremors? No, <laughs> I love Tremors. He he's dead up in one of the um, like yeah. high intensity cabling. Um, Sunshine Parker is yeah the guy who climbs up the telephone pole and then dies. I think his his yeah. name is Edgar. Edgar in that movie. Has there been a Tremors Minute podcast? I don't think so. But if you are offering to start one up, I would be happy to guest host on that because Thomas, I, there's do some it. good parts of that for sure. There's a lot of people in this cast. I mean, again, I don't know that we need to talk about specific actors because we, if if they were worth talking about, we've already talked about them. Um, anything from the cast, uh, Cooper? Stop raising your damn hand. <laughs> I'm gonna raise it because I want to make it known that I have something to add, but I also I'm desperately trying to avoid talking over people. Really, oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Can you please so, use the the Zoom raise hand feature next? For I God's sake, don't do that. Not, either. I've, I've deliberately not taught myself how to use that. Just talk. In our just, first Zoom faculty meeting, I said that is stupid. I'm not doing that. Never. Just talk, man. Okay. So there is uh, a moment in the credits where we reach the end of the actors and we uh, we we come to the stunt, the stunts by section. Oh yeah. And Let's I talk about the stunt people. By and, and I felt like it says a lot about what kind of movie this is that the list of stunt actors is at least, if not longer than as long as the list of actor actors in the film. Well, I think what that tells you is that there's a lot of fight scenes in this movie. There's a lot of stunts of all kinds. Because I think most of the people in those fight scenes are stuntmen. Oh, sure. That that makes sense to me. I mean, I, I'm I'm not involved in movies and film, but that seems logical. I can't yeah. imagine Patrick Swayze is going to risk taking a punch across the face. Just a couple. Well, I mean, Patrick Swayze was involved in. So one of the funny things about this movie is that most of the principal actors are actually on camera for most of their fights. You know, like the fight scene between Patrick Swayze and Jimmy, or sorry, between Dalton and Jimmy, that's Patrick Swayze and Marshall Teague for Literally everything but the scene where Patrick Swayze supermans and pulls him off of his motorcycle. Wow. Everything else is the two of them. There are a couple of places like where where Patrick Swayze and Michael Ryder, who's O'Connor, like they where they backflip over over a, a window out into the bar. Those are stunt people. But as soon as they get up and start punching each other, any scene in which you saw people punch each other are the real are the real actors from the movie. Hmm. And they specifically cast actors who came to the movie with previous fight or martial art experience. Okay. Huh. Which, and what which did is they part use of the stunt people for? All part of the cinema verite of... <laughs> well, what <laughs> they need the stunt people for is like some of those earlier scenes where it literally looks like every single person in the bar is fighting someone else who's in the bar. Like, the, you need a lot of people for that. That's fair. Um <laughs> I will just point out a couple of people from, as you pointed out, this very extensive list of stunt people. So we see Charles Paterni Jr. That was the person who was on that watch along. Um, he's about halfway down. And his brother, right across from him, Steve Paterni. Both of those two are the sons of Charlie Paterni, who was the stunt coordinator. Um, who He's like a legend. Um, he he was the stunt coordinator on Die Hard, on a lot of Joel Silver movies from the 1980s. He's he's a pretty big deal in the stunt world. 
Hmm. I just wanted to make sure we give him some credit. And Marcy, did you notice that there's a pilot? Oh, no, I didn't. You know, it's on my phone. I can't see it very That's okay. Easily. So, like, the last person we're going to see in this minute before the second director that I don't really care about, honestly, is there's someone named uh, whose who's credit is pilot. So, presumably, he's the helicopter pilot. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't remember a plane, but there was a helicopter. There's a helicopter. Can I, can I just shout out to the property master or the prop master? Tommy Tom Tomlinson. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> Epic. We're, we're gonna talk about him next week. But since you're not gonna be oh, on here for that, no, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, he, he's a he, his parents liked his name so much they named him thrice. Mm. What about sorry, go on. What go about ahead. the last credited actor whose character name is derelict and whose <laughs> actor name is Chino Fats Williams? Chino Fats Williams. So do you know who do you know who derelict is in this movie? Uh, no. no, he's the guy that Dalton tosses his keys to the first time when he's leaving New York to go down to the Double Deuce. Oh. Uh, and Chino Fats Williams is like, "What do I look like a ballet?" <laughs> uh, and then Dalton says, "Keep it; it's yours." And then he gets in a car. And Marcy and I spent some time sort of trying to work up Derelict's backstory and what he does after he gets this fabulous new car. Uh, but that's who Chino Fats Williams is. Great name. Uh, Since we have a a couple of minutes left, uh, since there's not as much to talk about in this minute, I I have a couple of questions. Um, So, and and if if these don't turn into good audio, we can just move right on to the next one. So since this is the minute where we get to see all of the actors, I'm just sort of curious if anybody has any opinion about, uh, and let's tell you what, we'll say Patrick Swayze is ineligible to answer for these questions. Besides Patrick Swayze, who do we feel like was the MVP of the cast? Wow. Oh, what a tough question. I'm going to have to go back and look. If you don't remember the name, you can tell me the part that they played, and I can substitute for you. So, mm, that's tough. Who's the character who plays uh, the, the, the like, new girlfriend of... Um, Denise? Uh, uh, yeah, is it, is it, is it so Denise? So Denise is, Denise is the blonde-haired uh, girlfriend of Brad Wesley who gets beaten up. That's Julie Michaels. I think she does a great job and is, 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 a, is an underused member of the cast. I do, too. You know, the amazing thing about Julie Michaels, this was her first ever credited role. Wow. And Good for her. She is 19. Wow. What? Oh, my gosh. She does not look 19. She sure doesn't. It's amazing <laughs> what a wig can do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marcy, what about you? Who is your MVP of the cast? Um, I think I'd pick Tinker just because I feel like he's John enchanting. William Young. All right. He's enchanting. There's some you, things about him. You like Tinker. You were you were repping hard for Tinker in the last minute, too. Yeah. What about you, Thomas? Uh it's I'm I'm torn because I love the uh villain so much. She's so great. Right. And now I've built up this rich fiction about the next villain. That's right. Uh, so, but it, I have to say, I really like Sam Elliott in this. Oh, yeah. and I'm surprised it took us so long to get to that. But yeah, so Sam Elliott's great choice. His, his character is kind of flat. Um, like at the, the lines that he has. Those are fighting the, words. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, 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 dull kind of a caricature but sam elliott is just so charismatic 
and he just sells these lines that should sound a lot more stupid. So you're saying that the character is written flat, but Sam Elliott brings it to life. Uh, yes. I, I care so much more about Wade Garrett and his arc because of Sam Elliott's contributions to the role. Who do we think is our favorite character in the movie? I feel like those are similar questions to that. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be. Mm. I mean, Marcia, are you saying that Tinker's your favorite character as well? No, I'd put Wade Garrett in that category. Okay. So yeah. it doesn't have to be the same person. No. I think Cody is a nice character. He's kind of outside the like the the like sadder arcs of the movie. He's kind of just he exists on the fringes. He doesn't get embroiled in the whole thing. He's got a nice come up story. I mean, I think at the beginning of the movie, he's behind that like great and people are throwing beers at him and it's he's just like doesn't seem to be doing so well in his career. And then by the end of the movie, he's jamming and you can make arguments about the song, but he's having a fun time. And I don't know. I like that for him. Yeah. One thing I forgot to say in my notes. So one thing we do see once we kind of get, once we get back from the river and it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going hard into the credits. So there's a really nice like push in shot as part of this credit shot where they just like zoom in on, uh, on Cody as he's jamming on his lap guitar. Um, what about you, Thomas? Who's your favorite character in Roadhouse? Uh, my other, other than Dalton, my favorite character is Tillman because they're uh, Kevin Ty is doing stuff with this character that allows me to project a variety of stories uh, and and motivations. Uh, so it is, yeah, I I just have a lot of fun watching him just do whatever he's doing with this character. This slightly strange guy whose dream is to own a bar and specifically this bar i wonder how much of his portrayal of this character was given to him and how much of this was an actor's choice like i'm gonna come to set and every time the camera's on me i'm gonna do something weird with my face i wonder if that was kevin ty's decision or if that came from the directors i'm guessing that was all kevin ty and it works yeah for sure absolutely all right, I, one more question. Um, this is maybe even sort of a little bit more obscure, but since this is also the minute where we get to see all the all the stunt people, the stunt men and stunt women, what was our favorite stunt in the movie? Oh, that's easy, no question about it. It's when they ramp the car and it goes up in flames. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh Very, yeah. You, Cooper, did you know that there's actually somebody behind the wheel when the car does that? Why? To That's what actually end? so. That is actually Chuck Paterni, the guy that I was mentioning to you before. Um, he told us the story of that minute because uh, he, and I would love to be able to use this phrase sometime in casual conversation. He said, "Yeah, that was the first time that I had to flip a car." Um, he said that since then he's done it about forty more times. Whoa! Uh, he also said that he overcooked that stunt because I guess he was a little bit too nervous. He was supposed to pancake the car on the roof. Um, but because he was going a little too fast, the car makes a full barrel roll. Uh, and he actually said that that kind of works out better for the movie. Cause then when they come to kind of investigate what's going on inside, they can just open the car door. Like it's a regular, like you're, it's how you would normally open a, a car door. So what else, who else has a favorite stunt from the movie? Hands down monster truck. You mean through the car dealership? Through the car dealership. Hmm. If that doesn't qualify as a stunt, I don't care. I love no, it. Absolutely, it does. The funny piece of trivia about that particular scene, apparently when they blocked that scene, 
they had they had it set up for a particular sort of like duration but whoever was driving the truck you know it's not um it's not anthony delongas obviously it was a stuntman driving the truck at the time made it through the showroom in about half the time so the people who were the camera operators on the other end, when it's supposed to like start coming through the windows, they had no idea that this truck was going to be arriving oh. as quickly as it did, which is a probably why that shot is so amazingly good. And B must've been incredibly terrifying to them on set. <laughs> That's a good shot. What about you, Marcy? What's your favorite stunt in roadhouse? Um, I like to, I liked when Patrick Swayze jumps all over um the bad guy and like rips him off his motorbike yeah that's a good that's a good stunt too it's not super wild but i like that my piece of trivia is like that's that's the only thing that they were not willing to allow patrick swayze and marshall teague to do even though both of them really wanted to do it yeah um but apparently like apparently that fight scene was one of the earliest parts of the movie that was shot uh, and I think they just sort of said to him, like, look, man, you're the movie. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. can't, we can't have you break your leg. What about when, uh, when they're, when, uh, very funny, Thomas, when Brad <laughs> Wesley is throwing the spear? I feel like that is kind of a bizarre and shocking oh. development where he just picks it up and I don't know. It's that not had a good throw stunt. to him. Yeah. yeah. It, it, somehow Brad Wesley manages to throw a spear completely horizontally. That's like, good. I mean, like, it's close range, though, Roger. It would arc. It's not close range. It goes across the entire trophy room. He's got That's, a really strong arm. It's yeah. just like, watch, watch that minute, and I promise you there is something irregularly happening to the flight of that that object like maybe I think, they put it on a wire or something honestly i think that's what happens because when you see it go across the room it's like that would that would you know be a lot safer yeah it but would. if anyone can throw a spear perfectly horizontally i believe that when when brad wesley reaches and unexpectedly produces a spear I believe that this character has spears lying around in his house and can actually throw them. I mean, the, the the lead up to that, when he's stalking through his, uh, his, his home and just kind of like smiling to himself, it's like, oh, you know, I, and later saying, oh, I thought, I, I really thought it was going to be fun to fight you. Right. This man lives, like he, he cannot imagine anything bad ever happening to him and is just going from one like hedonistic moment to the next. And none of it is going to satisfy the like narcissistic wound that he's clearly carrying. But uh, yeah, he, he, he would definitely have, would have spears and is probably never practiced, but is just very good at it. Oh, I disagree. I think he's practiced a lot. Like he's, he's got his spears and like a little umbrella stand. I think he brings it over to that white couch and just like on a lazy Saturday, because he obviously doesn't have to work. He just stands there and like, throws them at full speed at the stuffed animals that are in his trophy room. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of puncture wounds on those animals that we just can't see because of the camera angles. That's gross. Marcy, the, the animals are dead. I don't care. I don't want them to be stabbed even after they're dead. That seems gross. That's very uh, humane of you to these yeah. dead things. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've touched on these things. So if you want to repeat yourself a little bit, that's okay. On our Friday episode and really i've had it we've had a great time with you guys tonight super fun super great way to kind of close out the movie um 
we like to give our guests on Friday a chance, just in case if there's any other scenes from the movie, and I guess at this point it could only be looking backwards. Um, if there are any other scenes of the movie, like if, if you hadn't come on this week for these minutes, which minutes do you wish you would come on? Like, sort of like, and, and we don't have to go into them into any great detail, but sort of like, what are your, what are your Mount Rushmore Roadhouse minutes? Um, if you have to look back at the rest of the movie, uh, Cooper, what about you? I think the shirtless Tai Chi scene on the <laughs> waterfront is pretty great. I think it's unexpected. It's clearly just put in there so they get another Patrick Swayze without a shirt on scene. I thought it was great. Those are those are Doran's minutes. That's oh, nice. Specifically, we brought him on because he's the only person we know that knows Tai Chi. Lucky Doran. And so how should, does the Tai Chi rank? Was it? You should it? you should listen to those minutes because he does give us some pretty keen insight about it. He said that it was like a mo- like an abbreviated and um mashed up version of real things he said so to to call back to a previous minute this week it's kind of like the cliff notes of tai chi like someone who studied tai chi got video clips of people doing tai chi and said you know i like that and that and that let's Mm -hmm. pretend that that's a tai chi routine and he also said that people who do tai chi are way more relaxed than patrick swayze like every muscle in patrick swayze is really tense because he wants to show that he's been working out yeah. um those were those were doran's notes about the tai chi but he was generally praiseworthy as he is about all things yeah. what about you thomas what are your other favorite roadhouse moments well, I've, I've already mentioned the sunday drive the sunday and drive. the tricking the the hooligan to go out of the bar Hey, which are my lips. two favorite scenes. Oh, very good. Um, very good. So I guess the only the only other one that I thought about when you told me about this uh, project is when Doc comes to the double deuce and is confronting this. You know, she, the, what she sees is Dalton fighting, and everything that we know about Doc suggests that she would be like leaving. Like she's she's a doctor, and she seems to be. Um, unhappy with this development. It's she. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's bad acting, but everything that follows it look. It's like the most uncomfortable date that I've ever seen on film. You're talking about their first date, the one at Bonnie's Grill. Yeah, it looks like it. She goes through the entire thing as if she's been hypnotized, mm. and it's. <laughs> So it's not one that I like for good reasons. It, 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 that, it, it's just always kind of amusing to me. I've always liked that scene. Uh, and again, I'm not going to bat for Kelly Lynch. I think I've had my feelings on Kelly Lynch have sort of gone up and down over the course of this movie. I started the movie thinking that she's not a good actor at all. Then there's been some scenes where I feel like she does a good job. Um, the one part of that scene that I really like is the part at the end where Dalton is trying to be all sort of like cute and suave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I better get you back. People are going to start thinking that I'm, you're going to start thinking that I'm a nice guy. And she says, I know you're not a nice guy. I really that enjoy that. Delivered well. And the way she delivers that line, I like very much. I think I there's a, there is a dark side to doc that this movie only hints at. This is why we need roadhouse too. That's right. I agree. A real roadhouse too. I agree. 
Well, like I said, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, this would be the time where we would normally give you a chance to plug all your other projects on the internet. Is this the first time I should have asked you, is this, is this the first time either one of you have ever been on a podcast? Uh, yes. What about you, Thomas? I was a guest on my younger brother's uh, short-lived Star Trek podcast. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good. So you're more of a Star Trek fan. You were just giving us all Star Wars stuff earlier this week. I've been I've been hanging around people who are really into Star Wars lately. Fair. And That's so I've picked fair. up a lot of it by osmosis. Well, you'll get to look forward to hearing yourselves on the internet in, oh, I don't know, four to five months from now. <laughs> That's the way that these things work. Um, but thank you so much again. It was super fun. We had a great time. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing those uh, when they come out. Anybody have anything else before I close? Nope. No. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, good. It was great. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Come and join us on Facebook at the new Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at @rhminute, and you can email us at Dalton says be nice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.